Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go! All right, let's get this show on the road! Let's go. Woo. This is the Ike Wingate Show. Top of the morning, everyone. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Here's your host, Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Yeah, good morning, my friends. Welcome to Tuesday. Happy, happy morning to you. Thanks for being here bright and early. Celebrity birthdays coming up this day in history. Random facts and your headlines from around the globe. Later today, we will tell you that bacon is under attack. Also, stranger than fiction, a man carves his name into a historic monument. And 28% of people wake up before blank. We'll fill that in for you as well. It's all coming up today, brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law online at ozarkjustice.com or call 479-253-1234. And a very pleasant good Tuesday morning to you as we get a look now at your celebrity birthdays, Chandler Riggs, who played Carl on The Walking Dead, is 24. Hard to believe. Yeah, it was just a little guy when he was on that show. Madeline Sweeten, Ray's daughter Allie on Everybody Loves Raymond, is 32. Matthew Lewis, who played Neville Longbottom in the Harry Potter movies, is 34. Alana Masterson, who played Tara on The Walking Dead, is 35. Ed Westwick, Westwick who played Chuck Bass on Gossip Girl, is 36. Sam Clef, uh, Sam Claflin, who played Finnick O'Dare in the Hunger Games movies, is 37. Chloe Kardashian is 39. Courtney Ford from DC's Legends of Tomorrow, who played Nora Dark, is 45. Lee Nash from Sixpence None the Richer is 47. Toby Maguire, actor, is 48. Former member and leader of Menudo, Draco Rosa is 54. The creator of Alias, Lost, and others, J.J. Abrams, is 57 today. Country singer Lori Morgan is 64. Julia Duffy, who played Stephanie on Newhart, is 72. It's National PTSD Awareness Day, National Bingo Day, and National Ice Cream Cake Day. One week now from Independence Day. On this day in history, British scientist James Smithson died and left his entire fortune to the United States in order to establish the Smithsonian Institute. That happened on this date in 1829. Muhammad Ali announced he was retiring as champion. And that was in 1979. In 1988, on the boxing subject, Mike Tyson dropped the undefeated Michael Spinks in 91 seconds to defend his heavyweight title in 19. 19- 88. Wow, you remember this? In 1994, 26-year-old Anna Nicole Smith married 90-year-old billionaire J. Howard Marshall. <laughs> yeah, they were married for 14 months till the guy died and left her a lot of money. Disney released Hercules in 1997. 
The great Jack Lemmon passed away at the age of 76 on this date in 2001. Pixar released Wally on this date in 2008. And in 2014, Mark Wahlberg's Transformers Age of Extinction was released in the fourth movie of the series, earning $100 million on its opening weekend and raked in $1.1 billion worldwide. Wow. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. Good morning. It is time now for your random facts. The group Creed has sold more albums in the U.S. than Jimi Hendrix. With arms wide open. Kermit the Frog is left-handed. Jim Henson was left-handed. He wore Kermit on his right hand and used his left hand to manipulate his hands. Kermit's hands. Kermit the Frog here. No, not so much. Only two American cities were planned out by the federal government. Washington, D.C. and Perrysburg, Ohio. You can thank the government. You don't, quote, hone in on something. You hone in on... You home in on something. You can hone your skill because hone means to sharpen, but you home in on things because home means to target accurately. Did not know that. Breaking news. We have learned something here. You don't hone in on something. You home in on it. Now you know. I'm sorry, Robert. And now you know. That Was that right? And now you know. Mel Gibson auditioned to play Oscar Schindler in Schindler's List. Didn't get it. Nope. Wasn't quite the way it was supposed to go. All right. Those are your random facts. And now you know. Good morning to you. I have some wild news out here. Bacon is under attack. I thought bacon was the one thing we could all agree that is fantastic, but not so fast. It's a true story, my friends. And if you are sensitive about your bacon, you've been warned. A collegiate summer baseball team in Macon, Georgia, they call themselves the Macon Bacon. They even have a seven foot slice of bacon as their mascot named Kevin, like Kevin Bacon. Not everyone is amused, though. An animal rights group called the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine says bacon increases cancer risk and they are asking the team to change its name to something healthier. They're not going to be successful, though. The president of the Macon Bacon said they were very surprised to hear the criticism. It's been posted on billboards and stuff all around Macon, Georgia. He said the Macon Bacon do not view ourselves as a glorification of an unhealthy lifestyle. We pride ourselves on being a fun-natured organization focused on bringing families and communities together. He added that while they do serve a ton of bacon in the stadium... They also offer plant-based options, and as for the name, he said, we will not consider a name change ever. Well, I salute you, President of the Macon Bacon, for standing firm in the deliciousness of bacon. I'm sorry you had to deal with that, but uh, nonetheless, they don't like the name Bacon. I mean, come on. Why? Just move on. Go promote something else. I don't know. It, anyway, this is the world we live in, my friends. Even when bacon is under attack, we know it's a sad day. Good morning. 
Good morning, my dear friends. Well, it is getting close to Independence Day, right? Everyone is trying to buy some fireworks out there, and we've got a hookup for you thanks to Big Rock Recycling. We are giving away fireworks. That's right. Be listening because you never know when it'll be time to call in to get in on the fireworks, and we will be announcing the winners coming up on Friday. Okay, so be listening for the Independence Day firework giveaway. Thanks to Big Rock Recycling. Free fireworks. Be listening at any time, and when... It is time you need to call in and get in the running on that. So that is just just announced. Just announced. We just found that out, and so that is something we wanted to let you know. But, uh, hey, this is a great, great, great just in time for Independence Day. So be listening for that. But right now, it's time for Stranger Than Fiction. Well, this one is not going to make you historic monument lovers happy. It's a tragedy, really. Recently, uh, on a tour in Rome, there's a footage of a guy who looks like he's in his 20s carving his girlfriend's name into a wall of the Colosseum in Rome. You know, when you're a tourist, you're supposed to be respectful. You know, being appreciative of the things that you're viewing. Not act like this is the first time that you were let out of your house. The Colosseum, which was built 2,000 years ago. That's what he carved his name into it. He was riding on a brick, like it's a tree in his backyard. The person filming confronts him, but the vandal smiles and goes back to carving. His girlfriend, Haley, apparently is there with him, but she doesn't have any reaction. The guy who filmed it said he reported it to staff. They called the police, but he did note that they didn't seem overly upset about it for some reason. huh? There's no word who the guy is. Some people are speculating that he's American. Well, of course, you just assume that, but there's no proof. But shouldn't you have the guy's name written right there? People have been arrested in the past for defacing historic artifacts in Rome, including the Colosseum. So time will tell if the artifact carver will be brought to justice. That is stranger than fiction. Good morning. Our show today brought to you by our good friends at Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com or call them 479 253 one, two, three, four. Well, this next story might make you feel a little bit less than. I don't know how these people do it, but they do. 28% of Americans say they usually wake up before their alarm goes off. Did that happen to you today? I mean, I'm lucky if I can get away with two snoozes. Another 13% never even use an alarm. These people are fascinating to me. I want to be you, honestly, but. It's just not, I don't know, it just doesn't happen. 41% of us don't need them or mainly just use them as a fail-safe. 29% said they usually get up right when their alarm goes off. 26% said after. That includes the 11% of us who always hit snooze at least once. Only 21% of people never hit snooze. That's according to a YouGov study. (sighs) Does that make you feel better about yourself? I don't know. It doesn't me. Are you one of these people that doesn't have to have an alarm? Or wakes up before your alarm. I can't imagine going to sleep, having to do stuff the next morning, and not setting an alarm. It actually gives me anxiety right now as I'm thinking about it. Ah, wow. But I am in awe of those of you who can do so without an alarm. You, my friends, are special. Have a great day. Good morning. Good morning to you. Happy Tuesday. Coming up, the headlines you may have missed, but uh, right now... A very interesting story. You are not the Do you remember that from the Maury Povich show? I sure do. That was what basically made him super popular doing these paternity tests, right? Well, now he's launching an at-home paternity test company called 
The results are in. Murray uh, Mari says, I've been around paternity testing for more than 20 years, so I know how we can help people looking for fathers and fathers looking for children. I mean, it's pretty funny. Makes a little, makes sense, right? You would, yeah, I mean, he has some credibility in the space. The results are in. Paternity tests at home. Mari Povich, I tell you what, uh, that's called sticking to your brand, is it not? I'd say so. All right. Well, uh, good luck with that, Maury Povich. And in the meantime, you are the father. Now, your headlines. Three people were killed in a fire in Carroll County this past weekend on Sunday, according to the Carroll County Sheriff's Office. The 911 dispatch received a call of a residential structure fire. Units from Eureka Springs, Holiday Island, and the Sheriff's Office responded. Once the fire was extinguished, three bodies were discovered in the residence, according to the Post. Eureka Springs Fire Chief Gary Inman said the fire call came in around 4 a.m. on Sunday, and the home was almost completely engulfed by flames when firefighters arrived. And state leaders are taking action following a round of damaging storms that slammed Arkansas on Sunday. Declaring a state of emergency yesterday afternoon, Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders issued the declaration, citing the need to use commercial vehicles to haul heavy equipment, transformers, oversized load, and other hardware to areas in the state requiring repairs to restore power and remove debris from the storms, which caused widespread uh, widespread damage across the state. Downing trees and power lines, two people died due to the storms after a tree fell onto a mobile home in Carlisle. And at the height of the storm, almost 150,000 utility customers lost service. And finally, a teenage driver accused in a deadly drinking and driving crash in Monette is now facing several charges. Rafael Contreras Maldonado, 19 years old, faces charges for DWI resulting in the death of two or more, resisting arrest, and possession of a controlled substance. Driver Larry Ann Brock, 53, Lydia Shorey, 61, both of Crane, Missouri, died in the crash. The crash happened at State Highway 37 and US 60 intersection around 10 p.m. on Friday night. Those are your headlines. Good morning. And a very pleasant Tuesday morning to you. Our show being brought to you by our good friends at Thurman and Flanagan, Attorneys at Law. Well, guys, are you out there trying to spruce up your wardrobe? Are you looking for the things that... Ladies love the most. Ladies, I'd like to hear what you think about this. This is a new poll. It's on men's fashion. And, oh my goodness. It's, uh, I just don't know about this. I just don't know where things are going. Uh, have you Guys, have you ever just sat or stood in front of the mirror and thought, how many buttons should I unbutton of my shirt before I go out tonight? In a new poll by the Wall Street Journal, 40% of people say it's sexiest when men unbutton the top two buttons of their shirt. 38% of people say one button undone is the best. 12% say no buttons undone, so just button it all the way to the top. I can't imagine that. Every time I see someone, you know, this trend started a few years ago, the buttoning all the way to the top, it just, it makes me feel like I'm choking just looking at them. Can't do it. 10% of people think three buttons undone is the best. Three buttons undone. I mean, just letting the chest hair come right out. Uh, among men only, the popular answer for buttons is one. So women are the ones pushing for the unbuttoning of the shirt. Wow. All right. 22% of people think men over 50 look good in sneakers. 
72% say Birkenstock sandals are not sexy, no matter your age. Only 3% of people answered ankles for the most attractive body part a man can reveal. What? Where are we going here? The number one answer is biceps. 3% of people like some ankles exposed. <laughs> oh my goodness, what is happening? 47% of people are not liking men's jewelry. They're not turned on by it, it says. I'm just reading the text here. Don't get mad. 52% of people uh, do not like it when men wear red. 41% say black clothes are the best. 65% say baggy clothes are a turnoff. I guess that's why you see so many guys wearing some of the tightest pants you could wear that don't, you know, and that they, they look like high waters. I mean, that's the style, I guess. Uh, glasses are usually a good thing. 44% say clean-shaven faces are best. But 56% uh, say they uh, pres- uh, prefer some facial hair. Okay, here we go. How long should a man's shorts be? 64% of people say just above the knee. 19% say longer than that. 17%... Oh, I'm sorry. 19% say shorter than just above the knee. I mean, you can go back and watch some basketball games from the 70s, and you'll be fine. 17% of people say below the knee. Uh, Let's see. The least attractive style is athletic wear. The most attractive are T-shirt and jeans, a suit, and a shirt and chinos. That's according to the Wall Street Journal. Guys, you've got your marching orders. I don't know what you're going to do with that, but uh, good luck. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you. Hey, I want to remind you that these peace rocks, these lucky peace rocks, have landed in Berryville. They are all over town, and uh, it's all to help the friends of the library. And in fact, if you find one, you can get into the Friends of the Library Peace, Love, and a new library fundraising festival for free. There are about 30 of them around, hidden in and around local businesses and public spaces in Berryville painted pink with a blue peace symbol. So be on the lookout. If you find one, take it to the library and you get your free tickets. All right. So, hey, I want to remind you, uh, this hour is being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, Attorneys at Law, online at ozarkjustice.com or call 479-253-1234. Look now at your headlines from around the globe. Wagner, I should say Wagner, Chief Prigozhin, defended his short-lived insurrection and claimed he wasn't trying to oust Vladimir Putin. Meanwhile, the Kremlin took steps to reassert control over the country following the most serious challenge, as the Wall Street Journal puts it, to the Russian president's authority in his 23 years in power. Prigozhin, whose whereabouts are unknown, said in a video that the armed march to Moscow, which threatened to plunge Russia into chaos, was to protest his his, uh, paramilitary group's treatment. State media reported that he was under criminal investigation. In an address to the nation, Putin blasted the mutineers for betraying their country, but also thanked the the Wagner soldiers who turned back. All right, traders are betting that the bull market is just getting started. They're piling into bullish options bets that would pay off if the recent stock rally continues. The activity suggests investors' doer outlook at the start of the year has softened, as the S&P has rallied 13%, NASDAQ has soared 29% in 2023, on track for its best year 
since 1983. And a booming rally in Tesla shares is driving battered clean energy stocks higher. And some Republicans want to fast-track a move to impeach President Biden. GOP-led committees launched multiple investigations into his actions, but last week, with the probe still outstanding, Laura Boebert of Colorado sought a snap vote on impeaching Biden over his handling of migrants at the border. Cautious House Republican leaders defected the move by opting for a vote directing the Homeland Security Committee to initiate an investigation. And a green card backlog is a red light for hospitals and nursing homes looking to address staffing shortages with foreign nurses. Some nursing home associations say facilities could be forced to close or refuse seniors transitioning from hospitalizations. Hospitals say the shortage could undermine patient care and the industry, of course, was already stretched thin pre-pandemic, but made do with traveling nurses and a small pool of international recruits. Of course, during COVID, nurses left the workforce in droves. Those are your headlines from around the globe. Good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer-form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review. Rate us whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us? Hit us up. Show at IkeWingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.